0: You're listening to Money and Meaning, unlikely allies building new markets for impact. With your hosts, Lindsay Smalling and Alex Kravitz. Check out our website, socialcapitalmarkets.net. Let's join the conversation.
1: Welcome back to Money and Meaning. This is your host, Lindsay Smalling. On our podcast, we highlight innovators from across sectors who are unlocking the potential of the market to accelerate impact. We've talked about food systems and racial equity, solar energy, many interesting investment approaches to solving the world's biggest challenges. In this episode, I talk with Julie Mentor, Managing Director at New Media Ventures, about financing democracy. New Media Ventures is unique in their approach to investing in both for-profit and non-profit startups that are using technology, media, organizing to strengthen the U.S. democracy. Rather than advancing any one candidate or party, they're taking a closer look at who holds power in this political system, who currently gets to decide, and where is there a power imbalance that can be addressed through an innovative solution. The last decade of politics in the U.S. has been tumultuous by any standard, and Julie's been in a great position to observe and respond through New Media Ventures investments. Let's jump in. So, Julie, I remember when I first heard about New Media Ventures, it just struck me as such an interesting intersection of the political world and the impact investing world and progressive media and all of these things that i had never really seen in one space together so with our theory of uh, unlikely allies building new markets for impact new media ventures sort of is unlikely allies in and of itself can you tell us a little bit rather than my general rambling about new media ventures can you say what is new media ventures what is this unique combination you have?
2: Yeah, definitely uh, happy to and thanks, thanks for making the time to chat. Um, so, New Media Ventures is essentially a nonprofit seed fund uh, and also an angel network investing in entrepreneurs and activists that are wrestling with the biggest challenges facing our democracy. Uh, and because those challenges are so in tra- you know, ch- wide and far ranging, uh, that is why we cut across a number of different. Uh, you know, areas that are sometimes, as you say, unlikely or unusual to see put together. But just to give you a bit of sense of history, um, since New Media Ventures launched almost 10 years ago now, we've reviewed, you know, thousands and thousands of pitches um, and funded and supported 85 different startups. Um, And many of these startups, which we were kind of the first to back, um, have become mainstays of the progressive movement. So organizations like Some of Us and Vote.org, Um, have been kind of instrumental in pushing the broader progressive movement to experiment uh, with the best ways to use, you know, the internet to mobilize millions of people to take action to vote, um, or companies like Upworthy and Crown Tangle were like pioneers um, in using social media to reach people uh, and tell new stories. So essentially, uh, we've always looked across a really wide range of, of startups, looking at where is the place, the points of leverage where we can uh, address fundamental challenges in our democracy and how can we essentially shift the structures of power in the U.S. to benefit more people?
1: Yeah, it's such an interesting, this power question comes up a lot within impact investing. And I think it's really interesting when we have more of the voice of people who work in sort of a policy political framework, because um, we can't be talking about investing for impact And changing the way that these systemic things happen without also having a policy conversation, without having a political conversation. And so I think that was what was so interesting to me when I first saw New Media Ventures. But um, how did you end up doing this work? How did you start working sort of at this intersection of entrepreneurship, investment, democracy?
2: It's definitely not where I thought I'd end up. Uh, I'm originally from France, so I got an MBA and I started my career in business strategy at the Boston Consulting Group. Um, and then I joined a similar uh, a firm doing kind of similar work, but focused on sustainability specifically. So I did a lot of work uh, to convince biz companies to reduce their impact, you know, a little bit as much as I could. Uh, but I just got really frustrated with all the times I just couldn't make the business case work. Um, and all the times where doing the right thing just wasn't, you know, didn't make economic sense. And don't get me wrong that there's a ton of stuff that totally makes sense and companies are and should be doing more of. But there's just, you know, when it comes to some issues, like how do you make sure you pay workers a fair wage? Um, how do you really fully uh, tackle the the cost of, of carbon emissions in your supply chain? Um, I just wasn't able to make that work. And so I joined New Media Ventures to essentially learn like, okay, what about these other levers of change? how are laws made and change? How do we shift culture and what we think is important as a society? How can you bring people together to like demand change? Um, and so really uh, I kind of came to NAB to try to tackle some of these challenges I was seeing, but at a more systemat- systemic level. And really, as you say, kind of understand the role of, of power in all of this and uh, who has power, who gets to decide um, and, and how do we make change happen?
1: And so, I mean, there's so many pieces. Within that, as you said, have you have you developed any um, areas of particular personal interest, like whether it's voter turnout or online organizing things that, um, you know, you came into this just sort of looking for levers and answers? What's what's really stood out for you?
2: It's a great question. And I I really came in, I think, to NMV looking for the silver bullet. I was like, okay, what is the thing that, like, explains it all and that we can fix everything? Uh And the unfortunate, you know, as, like, wiser wiser people before me have figured out, uh, just, like, these – we're just facing really deep systemic issues that are just all interconnected. Um, So there's kind of no – no single thing that like unlocks it all. Um, And so while I am personally really kind of worried about uh, catastrophic climate change, the rise of the far right in particular, like as I think about my kids and what might most affect them, I like really also know that like I'm a white person with privilege and there's just like all sorts of issues that affect me, but they're just way less visible in my day-to-day life, but they're no less critical. And so we're thinking about racism, we're thinking about economic inequality, like I think like what are the underlying ways to address them all, and it's not, you know, just voter turnout or just community organizing. I was just struck, actually. I don't know if you've seen it um, as part of the 1619 project that the New York Times did. They just wrote this. I found a really eye-opening article about um, linking uh, America's form of capitalism to slavery. Um, And some of the roots of, you know, how we do business in the US kind of really finding their first manifestation there, for example, early forms of spreadsheets, financial derivatives, and a number of other things. And so, you know, given those complexities, like, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, there's just no single answer, I guess, no silver bullet. And so, I, I think maybe the the thing that I, I am most interested in and, you know, at this point we are, uh, this will come as a surprise, but it's really like, where is their power and where is their power in balance? Um, and where, how can we shift that? And sometimes that is increasing voter turnout and having more people vote, but sometimes it is, you know, having movement comes together and, and making, A voice heard. Sometimes it is more about creating different forms of media that shifts our perception of what matters um, as a society, and so that I think it it ranges across a number of different approaches.
1: So, Julie, when you're receiving all of these applications through your open call, and you have entrepreneurs who who are addressing this intersection in so many different ways, I'm curious if that's actually one of the criteria that you use—that power lens that you're talking about. Are some of the entrepreneurs better candidates for new media ventures, specifically because they address power? Or what are the other criteria that you use as well?
2: Definitely. Uh, Impact is a very big uh, lens through which we look at our uh, potential investments. We are very much impact-first investors and funders. Um, In addition to that, we uh, look, uh, as many investors do, at the strength of the team a validation of the of the product or service, essentially product market fit uh, and scalability. How quickly uh, and how fast and how efficiently can this grow to to big impact? Um, and and one of the things that's worth explaining perhaps is uh, as as you you know as we've been talking about like when we say impact, we're really looking at building progressive power. Um, so it's not just you know how do we reduce uh, tons of Uh, carbon or increase people's wages we're looking at how do we make sure that once we've done it we don't have to do it again we're really looking for how do we uh, you know tackle systemic shifts that lead to a massive change down the line so maybe just to give you an example of, of where that comes into um to make it more specific for example, we invest in media. We think there's a huge opportunity for for media and storytelling to help shift how we think, you know, what we think is important and where people spend their energy and what they get involved in. And, and there's a very big, powerful connection to advocacy and to laws. That said, not all, you know, we're not interested in in just media for media's sake. So when we're looking at media, we're interested in, is this elevating the voice of people who aren't otherwise getting heard? Is this bringing people together, you know, building awareness of issues that people otherwise wouldn't know about? Um, and so that's, you know, our lens on media. Um, more recently, we've been investing and in supporting a number of, of organizations that are more in the direct service category. They're providing a direct service to to community or or to under, you know, to to different kinds of people. Um, And we invest in them only if we also see organizing potential. It's not just about providing a service, but it's also about how do we connect those folks who are receiving the service into uh, build, you know, build their political power, build their ability to influence laws and legislation. Um, So not just uh, a one-time thing, but actually how do we fundamentally uh, fundamentally shift that? Uh, over time. So just to give you an example, we invested, uh, as part of this portfolio in savvy, which is a tool to help folks access public debt, uh, uh, public service debt forgiveness. So if you have student debt and you do 10 years of public service, you can, uh, apply to have your, your loans forgiven. Um, so which is, you know, fabulous, but we're interested in like, how do we have fewer folks in, in, in debt? And so that is a big part of, of their of their work as well is how do we elevate this issue of um, of student debt and how do we organize around uh, you know reducing that as an issue for folks as an obstacle to education.
1: And so within that, there's some of these are nonprofit solutions. Some of them are for-profit solutions. Correct. That's correct. When you're looking at it, I mean it, it's unusual for an investor for a fund to do both of those side by side. Do you have any sort of framework of um, of where where that money is best deployed to a nonprofit or or a solution is best solved by a nonprofit versus a for profit, or is it sort of on a case by case basis?
2: It's very much on a case by case basis. We're structured to maximize impact, and we know that there are great leaders uh, and ideas in both the for profit and the nonprofit sector. and um, you know, actually, I don't know if you saw, but Swing Left, one of the organizations in our portfolio, it's so a nonprofit, um, was recently named most innovative company by Fast Company. I thought that was a great kind of moment of recognition that innovation doesn't just take the shape of a for-profit company. Um, and then we're also seeing actually all sorts of really interesting collaborative models or partnership models where essentially by combining a for-profit and nonprofit, you can kind of get the both best of both or have organizations kind of do what they're uniquely suited to and and maximize impact. So, for example, also as part of this latest cohort of funding, we're funding a nonprofit journalism outfit called PRISM. And they're in very close partnership with Daily Coast, which is a for-profit company that we invested in uh, a while back now. And PRISM is able to benefit from their reach and the kind of monetization expertise that Daily Coast has. But as a nonprofit, is able to do more long-form, in-depth journalism than is usually than you can usually do under a for-profit model. So, I think that can be a really a really nice way to do them both together. Um, And we don't have preconceived notions when we start our funding process and look at startups as to how many for-profits, how many nonprofits. you are really on like what do we think is is most compelling. Um, where we end up, though, is about uh, 40% of our portfolio ends up being for-profit investments and 60% ends up being uh, non-profit. Um, and maybe the last thing to say on that is the reason we're able to do that is we're structured as a non fund. So we use a donor-advised fund as our fund structure. And so we can just do grants, which is the primary purpose typically of donor-advised funds. And then we also can make investments out of the principal of that fund Um, And so those things uh, and ultimately uh, all of it is under a nonprofit structure, which really aligns us for impact Um, because the returns are great. You know, it helps us make other investments and and make other grants. But ultimately, uh, you know, it's all in a nonprofit entity.
1: So you've mentioned that New Media Ventures has been around for 10 years. And if I think back on 10 years of sort of the, democratic landscape, it feels like it's been kind of a bumpy ride. And I'm curious, even in just like the near, the near term, since you've been at New Media Ventures, how have you seen the landscape of companies that are applying or that are out there that are in your portfolio? How is that landscape changing sort of as the political environment changes?
2: It has been uh, such a ride, and it's changed in um, in, in really big ways, both uh, really good uh, from an innovation perspective and and not so good from, uh, if you look at the broader political landscape, um, at least from, from my vantage point. But um, just to maybe give you a sense, when I joined the Media Ventures five years ago, I helped to run our first open call. And um, at the end of that open call, we deployed $300,000 to six different companies. And to do that, we gotten about 100 pitches. And this year, so five years later, we received close to 600 pitches and selected 17 different organizations for funding um, and deployed $1.5 million. So that's like a 5x increase, both in terms of innovation. Um, you know, entrepreneurs trying and, and building new things and funding. Uh, yeah. So it's been a really big, big change on both fronts. Um, and I think, a, a, you know, this, this moment of the 2016 presidential election, I think woke a lot of people up to this recognition that like, you know, power is critical to influencing outcomes on a wide range of issues that people care about. So if you care about change, climate change, you need to care about, you know, power in our democracy. If you care about economic inequality, like. Need to care about our democracy. If you care about racial justice, you know, same thing. And and so there's a lot more folks who are are both building solutions, um, who got politicized, tried things, have learned, um, and a lot of more uh, a lot more funders also, um, which you know we see as, as great validation of of our work, showing that it is possible that you can deploy money at this intersection of, you know, innovation and politics. Um, and really help uh, really interesting things grow and thrive and really impactful things grow and thrive.
1: Yeah. I would love to give you a chance just to sort of toot your own horn. I mean, I know that you have funded so many interesting ventures, both while you've been there, but also, you know, even from the early days of New Media Ventures, I think there were some big wins that are still going. What are some of the real success stories of groups that you've funded?
2: so many, which are my, you know, of my babies <laughs> to showcase, but yeah, I'll, I'll share, I'll share a couple, maybe to give you a sense of, of the kinds of things we, we fund as well. Um, so one of maybe the, the more obscure and more impactful things we think we've ever done is fund ActBlue Civics. So you may know ActBlue or anyone who's a, a political donor may know ActBlue. It's kind of the leading, payment processing platform for political candidates when you're doing political giving. Um, But we were getting a lot of pitches from C4 organizations. So those are organizations that aren't tax exempt, but are still nonprofits and and are doing more kind of political work, uh, who were looking to raise a little bit of money. And it was just very hard for them to raise that little bit of money, even though that, that can be particularly impactful. So we put together not that much money. It was, you know, a, a little bit over two hundred thousand dollars for them to build out a C four arm of their payment processing platform, and that has enabled them to process, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in small dollar donors that have gone to C four organizations, um, and and really helped to propel uh, a lot of advocacy, you know, advocacy work. So that's that's I think a really cool example where you're putting um, kind of funding, you know, the right entrepreneur at the right time. Uh, that can be really, really transformative. Um, another example um, that I love to talk about is, is Blavity. I think a really good example of kind of why why we exist. Uh, so Blavity is a kind of leading uh, website platform um, of, of news and entertainment for Black millennials. And when they started, when they found us through our open call process, Blavity had was already really wide reach um, but all of, no investors would um, would invest. Uh, Morgan Deban, the founder, is a black woman. She was working it into it, and none of that spoke, you know, entrepreneur to Silicon Valley. Even though what she had built was truly, truly impressive, and so we put together a first round of funding for her. Brought in uh, folks from our our network. We have a, a pretty extensive angel network. Um, to put in her first round of, of capital for her. And, you know, that was kind of all she needed to then uh, go off to the races. She went through 500 startups, um, raised additional rounds of capital, most recently raised a Series A led by Google Ventures. So um, really a kind of a validation both of, um, you know, investing early, uh, not having preconceived notions about what an entrepreneur, you know, is um and uh, and we're really interested in the power of elevate you know the the potential of elevating the voices of young black people uh in particular in this in this current uh world we're in um, as a really kind of powerful uh voice for um for change and, and for engagement
1: yeah and that one's interesting just because it um on the surface feels more like a pure media play media investment more so than this sort of intersection of democracy. Um, But I think some of your comments earlier about shifting power and how disproportionately represented black voices are in media, I'm guessing that's the connection there. Is that, is that fair?
2: Exactly right. Uh, Both from a a political perspective, um, getting increasing the political engagement of, uh, young black people, uh, is particularly impactful and, uh, from a, a broader progressive narrative perspective, um, you know, if we have a chance at tackling racism, having, making sure we're centering the voices of folks who have, you know, are most impacted and are likely to have the best, uh, perspective is, is really critical.
1: Yeah. And I think what I've always really liked about New Media Ventures is that it just feels like, um, a very creative approach that makes sense. And it's sort of like, why why isn't this happening more? Why is it the way that we think of um, throwing money at our democracy only through supporting a particular candidate? And I think you guys are taking this much bigger um, sort of systemic approach. Is there anyone else who's doing that? Am I just a huge new media ventures fan and I forgot to look around or are you as unique as I think you are? <laughs> I mean,
2: we are a pretty unique, uh, unique animal in the range of things, right? We're funding across for-profit and nonprofit. We're looking at technology, but also media and organizing. Cause we think all of these things together kind of to my point earlier about there's no silver bullet. Like really it is all of these things together that can make change happen. That said, there's, um, you know we're excited to have more uh, collaborators in this space. Than for a while it was it was a little lonely there for a while, um, and so just to, to name a few, uh, we're really close partners with Propel Capital, um, which is uh, has a similar structure to us, donor advice fund also, and, and looking at uh, grants and investments in and in democracy broadly, um, and uh, we're very very uh, you know kind of shared diligence quite a bit with them. Uh, another organization is Higher Ground Labs. They're newer, been around for a couple of years and um, kind of a combination of an accelerator and a fund, uh, really looking at technology uh, to elect Democrats. So kind of a narrower focus, uh, but you know, very much in, in this space. Um, and then there's a number of folks who've been around for, for longer and where we overlap in, in different ways. So there's a workers lab that's interested in worker power. Uh, more around the nonprofits, Fast Forward, which is an accelerator for you know tech-enabled nonprofits. Uh, for a long time, we were very close collaborators with Matter, which supported media um, startups, uh, but they um, they folded. So that's just to give you a sense of of the folks who are uh, in our orbit and um, that we are you know well trade uh, notes with on a regular basis.
1: Awesome. So, a big part of us doing this podcast is just to continue to make the tent bigger, to um, highlight these unlikely collaborations, so that people who maybe know one of the players on our podcast but not another get sort of exposed, and that overall across the podcast we're introducing people from different sectors to different solutions for for change. And so, if someone's hearing this and they're um, they've been a political donor, but they had no idea that something like New Media Ventures exists. How would they get involved? And then if entrepreneurs are listening or, or potential entrepreneurs who, who want to operate at this intersection of, of democracy, media, entrepreneurship impact, um, what are the ways people can get involved with New Media Ventures?
2: Many different ways. Uh, one as I alluded to earlier we have a, a wide and growing angel network uh, so folks who are funders investors who are interested in uh, learning alongside us you know seeing what uh, we think is is the best in um, kind of political impact investing uh, should definitely uh, reach out to us there's a you know contact. Form, um, on our website, uh, we're always interested in, in growing. You know, this, this network is now about 250 investors um, who are aligned with us along some dimension and we share our diligence um, and kind of invest in, in partnership and find that um, that really equips uh, startups to succeed uh, if they have a set of investors who are really deeply aligned with them at the outset and aren't just looking to maximize returns. So that's, that's one way. Um, for entrepreneurs uh, or aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, we uh, run an open call uh, once a year. So that is a moment where it's super easy to pitch us. We make ourselves very visible. Uh, the next one will likely be in January, um, and anyone can um, can can pitch us kind of in this structured process where there's a form and there's a, a way that we kind of get back to everybody. Um, outside of the open call process, there's also a way to just flag us uh, on our website and reach out. Um, in that case, if if you know what you're doing kind of catches our eye or is is aligned with some of the things we're looking at, at that point we'll reach out to to learn more. Um, and uh, you know, really, our our goal or our observation, I think, from the entrepreneur side is that you know, too often funding flows through just like connections and people that, you know, people, getting to people you know and, and having them introduce you to other people they know. Um, and that really shuts out, you know, promising but less connected entrepreneurs from the resources they need. So that's part of why we have this open process, open call, um, to make sure that anyone who has, you know, a great idea, a great um, project, um, is just looking for for capital to scale, can, can find us.
1: Awesome. And is there anything else that I forgot to ask you that, um, that would get people excited about, about this piece? I think democracy is kind of getting people down a little bit. It's also fired a ton of people up lately. So, um, is there anything else like when you're, when you're out telling people what you do, um, or when you're talking to entrepreneurs that sort of, that's giving you hope and getting you excited right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I have the best job when it comes to our current political context because it's so dire. You look across um, the, you know, immigration, our privacy and our security, the, you know, misinformation, uh, gerrymandering. It's just the list, you know, just goes on and on, and I get to spend my days talking to folks who are building solutions in spite of it all. Um and I think there is, you know, there is great energy, um, great just uh imagination, uh great thoughtfulness happening. Uh it is just less visible because those folks don't have the loudspeakers and the mics that um, you know, and the amplification uh that they deserve. And so I think um, Getting engaged with the folks who are building solutions is really, uh, to me, a path for for hope and inspiration. And um, you know, investing in some of these companies is a great way to get to engage in the democratic process and in, in tackling some of these big challenges that we're facing from a place of of optimism and a place of possibility, rather than from a place of you know rage and despair.
1: Yeah, and I think we're never going to have one leader one party, one candidate that fixes it. The thing that makes this all work is that it is a system that we all participate in. And so thank you for all the work that you guys do to make that system better and to keep it innovating and keeping up with the times and engaging new generations Um, and look forward to see who makes it in the next open call.
2: Thanks so much.
1: I'm obviously a big fan of new media ventures, but I think Julie's comments about finding new levers for change, giving voice to those without power, and shifting who gets to decide are great food for thought in every sector. We're just a few weeks away from our annual flagship SOCAP conference on October 22nd to the 25th in San Francisco, where we'll have over 150 sessions that cover central conversations and far-reaching corners of impact investing, social entrepreneurship, and more. Visit socialcapitalmarkets.net to learn more, and we'll be sure to share highlights from SOCAP19 on this podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to Money and Meaning, unlikely allies building new markets for impact. With your hosts, Lindsay Smalling and Alex Kravitz. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are heard. To learn more, check out our website, socialcapitalmarkets.net. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SoCapMarkets.